Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Friday, November 5th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis, ready for the week nine main slate in the NFL. And Josh, you know, I know it's main slate night, but I can't stop thinking about Thursday night, last night, the Mike White forearm injury heard round the heard round the world. They're mm. off to a great start until he got hurt. Yeah, things were looking really good, and then that injury happened, and we just kind of derailed from there. So that was rough. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, we we had some uh, first place lineups at that point, uh, including longtime member Lanny, who yeah. I was going to reach out to, and and uh, but then you know off he went and kept hoping he would get back in there. Uh, somehow our our FanDuel hybrid still cashed with him as the MVP because uh, mm. we had both. Indianapolis running backs in there yeah so you know you know wasn't awful but it could have been amazing if he just stayed healthy so let's see if we can pick some players this week that are gonna play all 60 minutes here and finish strong let's get going here on DraftKings we'll go position by position start with some quarterbacks uh if you're gonna pay up this week where are you looking Looking at Josh Allen, he's 8,200 on DraftKings. You know, he has another excellent matchup again this week after having just another um, great performance last week, just under 30 DraftKings points against Miami. Uh, going up against Jacksonville, that's allowed the six most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, and they just gave up three touchdowns to Geno Smith, uh, two passing and one rushing. So you got to think if they could do that, you know, if, if – um, Geno Smith could do that to their defense. What could Josh Allen do? So he is projected to be the second highest scoring quarterback on the slate, according to pro football focus, just behind Lamar Jackson. But it's pretty scary to think about what Geno Smith was able to do to that defense. And then you got Josh Allen coming in now. So it's true. If Geno can get three touchdowns against them, Josh Allen could get 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we know how, how mobile he is. He can beat him with his legs too. So uh, definitely worth a look. All right. Um, I'm also looking at Lamar Jackson in the pay-up zone this week. He's got Minnesota here. And one thing I like about these Baltimore players this week, they've got the rest uh, helping them out uh, after the bye week. And, oh, by the way, Josh, this is the highest total on the board. Yeah. Over under 50. uh, Only total over 50 out of these 11 games. And – uh Baltimore favored by six now you know Minnesota hasn't given up a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks over the course of the season on average but they faced some pretty weak mm-hmm. passing offenses Darnold Goff Baker um but we saw what Cooper Rush did last week 325 and two mm-hmm. so again just like you said with Gino and and Josh Allen if, if Cooper can do that then, yeah. you know, I think Lamar has a real good chance uh, fully rested to do some major damage. Yeah, definitely. And in week two, um, Kyler Murray, he put up 400 yards and four touchdowns against them. So there's another example of a, of a, a quarterback similar to Lamar Jackson putting up big numbers. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Who are you looking at next? I'm looking at, no no surprise here, I'm looking at uh, Jordan Love. He's 4,400 on DraftKings. Uh, Unless you've been living in a cave for the last week, I'm sure you've heard by now that Aaron Rodgers has COVID, tested positive, will be out this week. So it's kind of Jordan Love's opportunity to prove that Green Bay didn't mess up last year when they drafted him. Um, I feel like this is a pretty good spot for Love. Kansas City has allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. 
I think that um, they're going to focus quite a bit on their running game. But I do think with Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and MVS back this week, um, they're projected to be back anyway. But Devontae and Lazard will be for sure. Not sure about MVS. But if the, all three of those guys are back, I think that once they get in the red zone, they're going to have some opportunities there for Love to get some touchdowns. So that's one of the main reasons that I like him this week and his low price. He is projected by Pro Football Focus to be the fifth highest scoring quarterback on the slate. So we'll live up. We'll see if he lives up to that expectation. But um, it's almost a no-brainer in cash for me. Oh, yeah. The price is amazing on DraftKings at 4400 So uh, cannot blame you there. Really, it sets up an interesting dynamic on this slate. Um, because if you do go there, then you can really pay up elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Cousins for me is my next choice here. Uh, if you want to get the cheaper quarterback in that game with a total of 50, and if it plays out with Minnesota coming from behind as six point underdogs, then, you know, he should be throwing it a bunch. And that's really the way to attack Baltimore because they're so stout against the run. Mm. Uh, They're number 32 in passing yards allowed. And, we know that Minnesota likes to run it. That's their their bread and butter. But, yeah. you know, Cousins has shown the upside. He's had three games this season with, with three touchdowns, three games with at least 300 yards, uh, 14 touchdowns to two interceptions on the season. So when called upon, he can get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a mid-tier option uh, who I think you can get at, at pretty decent ownership. You know, he's – Right in that same price range as Joe Burrow, who I think will be popular. Um, and then, you know, really right in between the, the expensive guys and the really cheap love. And he's in that different tier. So he allows you to get to some different builds. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I do want to mention before we go to running backs, Teddy Bridgewater, because I reached out to Omaha Joe about him. And I thought he'd be, you know, all in on Bridgewater against Dallas, who's, you know, struggles against the pass big underdogs, but he was just hesitant, just a mm-hmm. little worried about the game overall. Um, so, um, you know, I guess we'll have to put push the pause button a little bit on, on Teddy Bridgewater, who I think would be really low on GPP. So yeah, you know, maybe if you play multiple lineups, you throw him out there. Uh, he may have a tight end that we like. We'll get to later in the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's shift over to running backs and I'll kick this one off. Uh, with a guy that I think you like as well this week, Austin Eckler, seventy nine hundred. Uh, he's got the Eagles, and they're number twenty three in yards allowed to running backs, but third most fantasy points overall. And one reason for that is you can throw it to the running backs against Philly. We saw that last week. Detroit had twelve receptions with their running backs. Yeah. Now, we know that they were playing from way behind, so maybe it's not the same game script here. The close spread uh, with Chargers only favored by two. But the other thing, of course, with the Chargers is they'll throw early and often to Mm -hmm. Eckler. He's not the type where they just wait, and if they're coming from behind, they throw it to him. I mean, throwing to Eckler is a big part of that offense, no matter what the game script is. So... uh, I think you can go there, especially if we go with one of those cheaper quarterbacks we talked about, like Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got plenty of salary for Eckler. Definitely. For me, for my payup uh, running back besides Eckler, I'm looking at Aaron Jones. I feel like he's going to be a huge part of the game plan this week. I think that Lafleur is going to rely heavily on him and AJ Dillon once again, like we saw in Arizona. 
Um, Kansas City has struggled against the run this year. They ranked 22nd with 121.8 rushing yards allowed per game, 20th in fantasy points allowed to running backs. They gave up um, 15 carries for 60 yards and five receptions for 65 yards against Devontae Booker Monday night. And, um, you know, I also think that LaFleur will rely on the short passing game again. So that's going to open up reception opportunities for Aaron Jones. Um, he is the third highest projected scoring running back on the slate by pro football focus. And um, just think this is another really good spot for Jones this week. I do too. And, you know, one of the things about this slate that's that uh, popping off to me here is I don't like a lot of the running backs this week. You know, usually at each price range, there's a couple guys that I think are decent plays, but I'm just not fired up about a lot of the matchups, the price tags, mm-hmm. uh, the projected game flows, et cetera. Uh, but, but Jones is, is one of the guys. Uh, if you want to save a little bit, another guy I'm looking at is uh, Devontae Booker. And you just mentioned his stats from last week. You know, the other thing I love about what he did is that no other New York running back got any carries Mm. in that game. He had all 15 carries. Jones kept it a few times, but uh, Elijah Penny didn't get any carries. So, you know, that's a, that's a nice little bell cow. Um, You know, not as uh, much of a star as some of the other bell cows we want to invest in, but you know, it's a, it's a good matchup here. Top 10 in terms of fantasy points allowed. uh, And then they're 28th in yardage allowed. Uh, So, you know, I, I like Booker here as a mid-tier option. You know, pretty safe. You know, maybe not the greatest ceiling, but I think he's got a pretty decent floor. Yeah, no, I, I like that play for sure. For me, for the value play, I'm looking at Eli Mitchell. Um, you know, he's 5,800 on DraftKings. He scored a touchdown and ran for over 100 yards in each of his last two games, and he did face some pretty good rushing defenses in those two games against Indianapolis and Chicago. And statistically, Arizona is a pretty good rushing defense, too. But um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit this week with all the injuries they're dealing with. And if San Francisco knows they're just going to, you know, um, or if if um, if Arizona, excuse me, um, knows that that San Francisco is going to um, I'm losing my train. of <laughs> Isn't that funny how sometimes with all these matchups, you because you're, you're thinking about matchups this week, right. and matchups last week. Um, it's easy to get twisted up. Yeah. So Especially what I, when they're, they're the same color team too. Yeah, right. What I was trying to say was that San Francisco, I think that because of all the injuries that Arizona is dealing with, they're going to be able to control the pace of this game. And that's going to give a lot of opportunities for Eli Mitchell. Now he is listed as questionable, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But if he does play, I think that he's going to get a lot of carries. And, um, you know, like I said, Arizona is going to be dealing with a lot of injuries. So I think that this is a favorable matchup for Eli Mitchell and yeah. the bulk of the carries this week if he does play. Yeah, we know that San Fran loves to run it. Uh, so we're recording this on Friday night. So we'll just keep an eye on that and we'll see who else is active. We'll see if uh, Wilson gets back in there. He's questionable to return. Mm-hmm. Um, honorable mention in that price range for me is, is Miles Gaskin. Great matchup against Houston, yeah. but, you know, just – can't you talk about bell cows and I just can't trust the heavy carry load for him. And uh, so, you know, I'm not, he's sort of the alternative option, Mm -hmm. but again, I, you know, there's lots of weeks where I put three running backs in on DraftKings and use that flex spot for a third running back. 
This week uh, may not do that. May go with four receivers or two tight ends. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. All right, let's talk about some pass catchers here. Let's start with some wide receivers. Where do you want to pay up at that position? Yeah, I'm looking at Tyreek Hill, um, 7,900 on DraftKings. He's seen 90 targets this year already and saw a season-high 18 targets Monday against the Giants. All um, night long. Yeah, exactly. And and Green Bay has actually done pretty well. They've allowed the seventh-fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year, but they've also allowed some of the big pass plays to wide receivers like Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that Green Bay is going to play a similar defense to what we saw with Tennessee and the Giants against Kansas City and try to eliminate those big plays with that cover two shell. But I think that that's going to allow for Hill to get a lot of those short yardage targets like we saw against the Giants and just rack up the receptions. And then he's always a good target in the red zone. So I prefer him. Um, Devontae and him are projected as the top two wide receivers on this slate. But I prefer him just because I think that Kansas City is going to pass more and Green Bay is going to favor the run. So, Excellent. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I thought it was going to be a Kelsey night with the short passes, but instead they threw all the short passes to Tyreek. Yeah. And it was just let's just you know fire him all over the, all over the field and use his speed. Mm-hmm. He was he was incredible, man. He's so fast. All right, one of my pay up options here is Mister Stephon Diggs, seventy seven hundred. He has the number one matchup of the week on Pro Football Focus for wide receivers, a ninety nine point mm-hmm. one grade, tied with Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. um, who's obviously not on the slate. Um, so. You know, great matchup on paper. It's Jacksonville. You talked about Josh Allen here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got three touchdowns on the season, including one in each of the last two weeks. But I still feel like he's just due for a monster game. Yeah. Right? You know, mm-hmm. he, the last three weeks, he hasn't gotten to 100 yards in any of them. Really good matchup outside here, uh, wherever he lines up. So it's 7,700, I think, with, with some of the other cheap, you know, mid-tier players we're mm-hmm. using. Um, I think you can go to Diggs and I mean, what, what are the chances he doesn't have, you know, at least 75 yards and a touchdown in this juicy matchup? Yeah. I mean, he could have that, that Tyler Lockett game he had last week, you know, 12, right. catches, 142 yards, that kind of game. That's what I'm expecting from Diggs. And who knows, he might even get two or three touchdowns. I'm, I'm with you. He should, he should have that monster game any, any week now. Yeah. Let's hope for it. Yeah. All right. Who's next for you? Uh, it's going to be Marquise Brown. He's 6,000. Um, if you do play Lamar Jackson, you could pair him up with Brown. He saw a season-high 14 targets in their last game before the bye against the Bengals. On paper, this is going to be the best matchup that he has had so far this season. Minnesota has allowed the six most fantasy points to wide receivers, and they've really been struggling since Patrick Peterson got hurt. Um, gave up 13 receptions for 122 yards and a touchdown to Amari Cooper, and then six receptions for 112 yards to CeeDee Lamb uh, with Cooper Rush throwing the ball. So I definitely think that that Baltimore will be able to take advantage of that secondary, and um, hopefully Lamar Jackson will have a big game like we're hoping. Yeah, Brown, great play. I'm, I'm, I'm big on him this week as well. Uh, another option for me in that mid-tier on DraftKings, Jarvis Landry, 5,100. He's got Cincinnati. He's got a, a rating on Pro Football Focus of 70, which is really good rating for his price tag. You know, he's in that upper echelon of matchups, but he's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's something that we we help our members with is uh, some of the data and analytics from Pro Football Focus. Uh, really helpful in uh, building lineups and and putting it all together. So, uh, if you want to take advantage of that, you can join us at dfscoachdoc.com. Grab a membership, jump in our Discord. Our analytics guru John Wehausen shares a lot of that information uh, throughout the week, and uh, that's part of your membership. So, jump in there, and then you get our full lineups that we'll put together this week on on FanDuel and Yahoo and the Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings mm-hmm. as well. So Landry with that good grade, uh, 56% of his slots, uh, his routes in the slot yeah. against Hilton. So that's where he'll do a lot of his damage. But he'll also see some Eli Apple outside, who's had a lot of trouble this, this year. 18 targets over the last two games for Landry. And mm. there's a receiver. Who is it? Oh, yeah, the guy that they just got rid of. Uh, yeah. oh, OBJ is no longer in yeah. town. And uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones questionable. So, I mean, process el- elimination, we know they don't love to throw it a lot, but Landry mm-hmm. should have uh, 10 targets plus again. And, and uh, sure. on, on DraftKings, shouldn't have too much trouble paying that off. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Any other cheaper options you want to mention? Um, yeah, it's going to be, um, Hunter Renfro. He's 4,800 on DraftKings, you know, after the tragic situation that happened in Las Vegas this week, he's now the, basically the top wide receiver option for Derek Carr, um, has a nice matchup against the giants. They're ranked 21st in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. And like we were talking about just a few minutes ago, we were talking about how Tyreek Hill saw all those targets. I could see Hunter Renfro getting a lot of those same kind of catches because he runs those, those short slants and stuff like that. So um, he's seen eight targets in three of his last four games. And that, you know, with, with rugs no longer there, that's going to increase, I think. And um, Darren Waller is actually expected to be back, but um, Renfro was actually putting up better numbers when Waller was playing before. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But at 4,800, we, you know, Six catches, 60 yards, something like that. We're going to easily hit value. So, Yeah, nice call. I like that analysis. Uh, I'll mention one more here. McCall Hardman, 3,900 on DraftKings. Got that good matchup you talked about. Um, and, you know, the thing is, he's, he's in general, he's really that boomer bust guy. But in the last four games, he's averaged over seven targets. And... Just in case Tyreek's a little tired from all those targets, then uh, Hardman, I think, will, will take advantage and maybe and maybe um, beat Stokes deep down that left side. So uh, Hardman is a uh, thirty nine hundred. I think is is worth looking at on DraftKings this week. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. He's he's lined up on the left side. You said twenty four percent of the time. Okay, because he does a lot out of the the slot as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Hill. Um, yeah, that's that's actually, in my opinion, the place to attack our defense. And a lot of people haven't been doing that for some reason. But that's where I would attack if I was designing a game plan. So yeah. I like that play. Okay, excellent. All right, let's, let's hit up some tight ends here. Um, what are you thinking here at that position? I'm definitely looking to pay down at tight end this week. Um, my first play will be Tyler Conklin from the Vikings. He's 3,000 on DraftKings. He's seen seven and five targets in the last two games. Last week he had five catches for 57 yards. Week before that, three catches for 71 yards. If we can get, you know, 10 points or more from a guy at 3K, 
against the worst defense in fantasy football, the tight ends, you know, it's going to put us in a really good spot. So Baltimore has been pretty strong against wide receivers. So if they're going to attack them in the passing game, I think that Conklin could see quite a few targets. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm probably going to pay down as well. One of the mid tier for tight end pricing options. Mm -hmm. I think you look at is Dallas Goddard at 4,500. He's got the chargers. They've been the second most friendly defense to tight ends for, for fantasy points, even though they're strong against receivers. So kind of similar to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're, they're only fifth in passing yards allowed because uh, you can really run on them or use the tight end. That's the, the best way to attack them. Um, second highest total on the board here at 49 and a half, two point underdogs. Last week, uh, six for 72, kind of quiet. Mm. Um, he's gone three games without a touchdown. Maybe another guy that's due. They had all those rushing touchdowns last week. Maybe they need yeah. to throw a couple here. Uh, let's get some hurts to hurts uh, to Goddard situation. Um, yep, sounds good to me. Um, so from there, I'm looking to pay down even further, and it's going to be Albert O, um, 2,500 on DraftKings. Uh, Dallas is ranked 22nd in fantasy points allowed to tight ends, and like I mentioned, Tyler Conklin had five catches for 57 yards against him last week, and in his last three games, Albert has scored. 10, 24, and seven DraftKings points. And he scored two touchdowns against Baltimore and another touchdown against Detroit. So at 2,500, that's just an excellent value. If he gets one touchdown, we're going to be happy. Yep. Excellent. So we'll have uh, some more information on tight ends for the members. Josh is going to give a breakdown of DeGuara uh, for for the members. So so jump in for that. Um, Let's finish up with some team defenses here. what what are your what's your thought there? So for defense, I think I'm probably going to actually pay up. I usually look to pay down, but with all the value on the slate, I think I will have enough salary left over that I can pay up. And so I'm looking at Buffalo um, going up against Jacksonville that struggled to score points all year. They've scored the fifth fewest points per game in the league at 17.6. And they could be without probably their best player on offense, which is James Robinson. Um, they, you know, really struggled last week against Seattle, only scored seven points. We know that all too well because we were all in on James Robinson last week, but, um, you know, without him, their offense just struggles and Buffalo is just a really good defense. So, yeah, pretty safe play most likely, especially if Robinson is out. So Mm -hmm. we'll track that. The other folks in that range that I like are the Patriots 4,100 and they'll be traveling to Carolina with a really low total here of 41. And they are favored by three and a half. So Vegas not expecting much from that Carolina offense. And mm-hmm. we have questionable tags next to some key figures in that group, Sam Darnold and CMC. So really that core of the offense could be out. And even while Darnold's been out there, they are number 22 in points and number 26 in yards. Mm. So they're just not quite clicking on all cylinders. So uh, could be a good spot for the Patriots. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, I feel pretty good about those two options. But if we want to get wild and, and go <laughs> go real cheap, uh, any thoughts there? Yeah, if you want to go real cheap, you could go with Minnesota. Um, they're 2,200. So almost the bottom of the barrel there. You know, um, They're averaging seven fantasy points per game. They're the second cheapest defense on the slate. The matchup isn't the best, but they have been getting a lot of takeaways and they actually lead the league in sacks per game 
at 3.4. So at that low of a price at 2,200, we wouldn't, you know, really need them to do a whole lot, maybe get interception and a few sacks and would be sitting pretty good. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, you know, I wouldn't normally play a defense with uh, the highest total on the board. But if you play multiple lineups or if you just want to uh, create a GPP build or if you think of it more as a punt play, like mm-hmm. you said, if you use a stat like that, hey, they're they're probably going to get a couple sacks, um, you know, maybe a turnover, and it allows you to just fill up your lineup with studs, yeah. then I, you know, I think it's worth a look. Um, the other the other team I want to mention here in that 2K range, the 49ers are 2,800 on DraftKings. They've got Arizona, the banged-up Arizona team. Right now it looks like we might be without Murray, Hopkins, and A.J. Green. Mm. So sort of the, the second stringers yeah. uh, that they would get to face off against, and the total's only 45 to begin with. Like you said, they're going to try to run the ball. Arizona's probably going to try to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um you know, probably not a high scoring game. Uh, so, you know, 2,800, if you really need to save some money is a place you could look. Yeah. All right, Josh. Well, that, that wraps up the main slate podcast. If you like what you're seeing and listening to, we'd appreciate if you just hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, we put out 11 podcasts per week, three for football. Uh, so those are going to keep rolling out. In fact, Josh and I are going to record the primetime podcast as well, for mm-hmm. the Sunday night, Monday night game. So make sure to, to tune in for that. Check out NBA tomorrow. Coach will be back on that one. Crash, you doing that tomorrow? Yeah, I will be doing the NBA podcast with Coach tomorrow. Yep. Beautiful. Get some more Josh this weekend with some hoops. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for the main slate. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. On behalf of Josh Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.